Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. This edition of How to Be a CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. Formula E is set to electrify the streets of London. All five lights are on. trying to go around the outside of Nick Debris can't quite pull it off three wide further back Tom Blomka is getting fed out into the wall and there is, it was Cassidy and uh, Jake Dennis and Dennis has now tapped the back of Antonio Felix da Costa the two Audis are going side by side Rene Rast on the outside of the drop down Formula E motorsport but not as you know it Electric cars tearing through city streets at up to 174 miles per hour. A 21st century spectacular drawing in passionate crowds. You go to Mexico, you get 40,000, 50,000 people. You go to Indonesia, you go to places, you know, like London here, for example, but like Rome, we get like over 10 million people watching the race live on TV every time. Alejandro Agag is the founder and chairman of Formula E, a racing tournament that pushes electric vehicle tech to its limits and is coming into its own just as the world is looking for energy alternatives. Mercedes, for example, decided to stop. I call them and I say that they're having the last uh, combustion party because combustion is going to be banned. I'm David Marsden from The Evening Standard and this is how to be a CEO. If I would have known many of the things I learned on the way, I might have not done it. Firstly, I mean, I, I guess Formula E, like so many things, had to take a bit of a break during the pandemic. It must be nice to be back and to be welcoming crowds back and to be having people that atmosphere back all over again oh it's fantastic and i was just talking with the team yesterday great to see the people coming back and and it will be you know great to feel the crowd because you know those races we did with the grandstands empty were definitely not the same feeling you know it's it's a it's a bit sad not to have the crowd there cheering for the drivers and, and I think it would be great to, to have them back. And just on your own personal note, have you missed being there yourself? What is it like when you see that atmosphere, when you're inside that atmosphere and, and have you thought, oh, that would that, be nice to be back? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been there, actually, but we were just us, you know, just the, the people working at the race. And uh, it was very strange. It was a weird feeling. So, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've missed a lot being, the, being back to the to the real thing. I mean, Formula E has been gathering momentum for a few years now. How much did having to take a pause, did that 
cause problems for building up awareness of the sport for you know that that kind of delay that sudden stop did is that going to cause issues going further ahead i mean covid created a lot of problems for us especially because we race in cities and yeah. you know when you have an event in the middle of the city it's it's a lot more difficult to to set it up and to get all the health and safety clearances and and so on compared to an event in a closed Uh, facility like a racetrack. A racetrack is a lot easier to contain. So, you know, competitions racing in racetracks had, let's say, an easier COVID than than we had. We had a really difficult uh, uh, COVID where the races were really difficult to to set up. We had to do six races in one location. So, yeah, it was, of course, definitely for us a a big uh, kind of break in the momentum we were having until COVID. But it's okay because the momentum was so high before COVID that that uh, you know even this slowdown we are still in a very very good place now. So so it's it's we're recovering very strong, and and we are seeing the momentum in our races and events. I mean the, the, the we did the race in Jakarta a few weeks ago. It was incredibly uh, you know huge sold out and great passion from the fans. Monaco was huge. So yeah, we are we are really bouncing back very strongly. Yeah, you know I was uh, in the center of London last night for an event and I could I actually saw um, advertising for Formula E we're heading down on the tube and some very slick very nice eye-catching marketing going on there I mean that's got to have been really important I, I'm guessing you've gone right we need to tell people that we're back exactly you need to to let them know uh, you're back and you know they, they, this is something that uh in the beginning, when I was setting up Formula E, uh, and it was just an idea, one of my big uh, dreams was, I hope I can go on the tube one day and see one advertising of Formula E, or be in an, in an airport and be uh, and, and see an advertising of Formula E. And that happens now more and more. So yeah, so definitely we need to raise awareness of the city where we are. But also, we have to kind of measure how much we push, because we don't have that many seats to sell. We race in, in, inside the cities, and uh, so the capacity, like I said, is 30,000. We're going to be sold out. So we have to do enough awareness, but not to have half a million people trying to buy tickets and they get all frustrated. So I think we, we, we got to measure it on the, right, uh, on the right level, which I think is what we're doing. When you did start Formula E, I mean, I guess, was the ambition to make it as big as Formula One? You know, we, we always thought Formula E and Formula One were compatible championships, and, and, and they are compatible championships. And, uh, of course, Formula One has a history that Formula E can never achieve because we were not there in 1950, and they were. Um, so it's not really comparable, and, and, and the aim is not necessarily to be as big as Formula One. The aim is to be big. And then let's see what the future holds. No? But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, we are big fans of Formula One. Uh, I'm personally a very big fan of Formula One. And uh, Formula One is doing great. I mean, you know, the, the, the motorsport Formula One is doing great. We just came back from an amazing event in New York, and we had so many fans who were coming because they're fans of Formula One. We're all on the same boat. You know, we compete against golf, we compete against tennis, but motorsport, it's kind of a, a one big uh, sport that, that, you know, if Formula One does well, we also do well. Yeah, but it, I'd imagine it'll probably be similar kinds kinds of uh, people going to them, but it is, a, it's, it is a different thing, in particular... The cars themselves, of course, they are electric vehicles. Is there an element, you know, you're talking about Formula One going back to the 1950s and the cars there, the innovations there end up on the roads for the consumers as well. Is there a similar path for EVs being used in Formula E? 
Absolutely, and even bigger uh, now in EVs uh, because of the uh, stage of development of the technology. You know, EVs are at an early stage still of, of development of technology, and they can get very quickly a lot of learnings from competition. One very quick uh, learning that you can transfer from the race to the road car is uh, the software that is used to control the systems, to control the battery, the energy flow, all the uh, cooling. Cooling is hugely important for electric cars and racing has the most advanced cooling uh, of all. So you can transfer also those uh, lessons. Battery technology, of course, efficiency of powertrain and so on and so forth. So, so really there's a lot of things that can be transferred from the racing to the, to the road cars. Which was the case always also with uh, combustion, with Formula One and with other uh, championships. I mean, you know, even the rearview mirror comes from a race in Indianapolis. And now every car in the world has a rearview mirror, you know, something as simple as that. I didn't know that, actually. <laughs> um, that people talk about the uh, environmentally friendly nature of an electric vehicle. But Alejandro, is an electric vehicle actually environmentally friendly? Is it a perfect solution? A hundred percent. And, uh, you know, there is a lot of people who want to mislead uh, and want to confuse things uh, because they are enemies of the electric cars for one reason or another. They immediately say, oh, yeah, but the batteries also pollute. So let's stay with gasoline. One simple fact. Even if you get the energy from the grid, from the normal mix, which includes coal, even if you were to get all your enemy, all your energy from coal, imagine, OK, the efficiency of the combustion engine, it's around 20%. All the rest, what, what happens in your car, in your engine, you only use 20% of the energy that you get from the fuel to move your tires forward. 80% is lost uh, in heat, in noise, in different things. The efficiency of a coal power station, it's about 90%. So all that energy is transformed into electricity that you charge your car with, and the efficiency of the electric car engine is 90%. Right. So only because of that, we are four, electric cars are four times more sustainable. Even if you produce the energy with, with coal or with fuel, if you produce the energy with solar, you are infinite times more environmentally friendly. So, of course, the batteries have problems. Of course, uh, uh, there are, uh, no, nothing is perfect, but there is no comparison how much more environmentally friendly electric cars are. And on top of it, they don't produce uh, toxic particles which are the ones that the NOx, that are the ones that, that uh, produce all the really ugly contamination in cities that produces huge, massive um, health problems for the population. So, of course, to pollute is bad, but it's much better to pollute in the middle of nowhere than in the middle of the city where people are. Definitely true. Um, you, you talked about the, the batteries there a couple of times and, and the sort of issues around those. I understand that you have another startup which is looking at solutions to that issue of, of recycling batteries is that right yeah gigamine uh, that is looking at recycling the batteries uh you know the recycling of batteries is going to be a, a very big part of the of the equation batteries are still not coming back in a massive way because electric cars are being really developed and uh, really adopted in in these years these years were really this year we're seeing a real inflection point on the number of sales of electric cars and these batteries last for a long time. You know, the, the car will use its battery for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. So we will see a lot of these batteries coming back to be recycled maybe in 15 or 20 years, the first batch, let's say. But these batteries can have a second life when they lose the level of 
uh, efficiency or the level of performance that you need for a car. After that second life, you may want to recycle them. But, you know, we are looking at technologies that can recycle up to 99% of all the materials that are in a battery. And uh, one of the main uh, challenges, uh, if we want to keep up with the production of electric cars and the projections, is going to be the supply of these raw materials that you need for them, copper, lithium, nickel, and so on and so forth. Uh, recycling is going to be a key part of getting back some of those uh, of those materials. I need a battery recharge myself, so let's take a break. While the ads are on, why not give yourself a speed challenge? How fast can you rate, review, and follow this podcast? Quicker than a commercial break? Let's find out. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Can I take you right back to the formation of Formula E and, you know, this idea to create this 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 uh, championship, I guess. I mean, that's a big undertaking when you're saying, you and I want to create a brand new race involving cars that kind of didn't exist, I guess, or at least not as sophisticated they are now. What were you thinking? How on earth did you manage to pull that off? You know, if I if I would have known many of the things I learned on the way, I might have not done it. Uh, you know, <laughs> it but luckily, I didn't. So that's one of the good things of uh, you know ignorance. You you can get into into projects that uh, that you know you 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 don't uh, really realize what you're getting into. It was a lot more than what we thought it would have been. I mean, it was really a huge undertaking. Uh, especially doing races in city centers was so big. I remember the first 
raised with it in Beijing. I, I moved to Beijing for a month before, and I was going every night, and I was myself actively participating in the in the job of putting the walls and the fences down and, 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 and the assembly of the track, like a huge Lego. And that was a big challenge to do 10 of those in 10 cities the first season. It was really hard. And then also we ran out of money a couple of times. We had to raise more capital every time. And every time was really nerve-breaking because, you know, you were there until the last minute. You didn't know you were going to survive. The company was going to go bust or not. So, yeah, so it was hard. But, you know, at the same time, it worked out. I mean, we, we, we had a lot of um, kind of good surprises on the way. People who joined us, uh, companies who joined us, sponsors who believed in the project. So, so yeah, it was, it was uh, in the end, it was... Yeah, it was great. Yeah, in those tough times, what what were you telling people, you know, like potential investors or potential customers? What were you telling them? Because this is a, a thing that at the very beginning, I guess people wouldn't really understand or know what it was. And they'd be like, well, what is, is it just Formula One or is it just electric vehicles? Are electric vehicles exciting? I mean, they're kind of slow, aren't they? I mean, did you have to go through all those things? Oh, we had to go through all of that. But the main point we had to go through is to convince people we were going to survive. Because the, the, the problem is everybody thought we were going to go bankrupt. So, uh, like everybody. So once everybody thinks you're going to go bankrupt, they don't really want to associate with you or partner with you because they think they're partnering with someone that is going to go bankrupt. So the way we broke that kind of negative... Um, kind of luck was when we found two really big American companies that became our shareholders, Liberty Global and Discovery. And then kind of the whole ecosystem changed their mind overnight. And they were like, well, hold on a second. These guys were going to go bankrupt. But now these two huge companies have made an investment. So this means they're not going to go bankrupt anymore. Hmm. Actually, it's a pretty cool project. Let's get in. <laughs> it was as simple as that. I mean, you make it sound simple, Andrew, but I, I can imagine that must have been some, uh, at least a couple of sleepless nights for you. But then... <laughs> yeah, more yeah, for sure. But then you have the competition. It's running really well. How has it grown since those very earliest days? You've got 30,000 in London now. Were you expecting to be at this level where you are right now? from when it started? Well, I, I, for me, the expectation was only to be alive. So, of course, we are a lot <laughs> better than what I expected um, when we started, a lot better. It's grown fantastically well. You know, it, 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 it's, it's really gathered a huge awareness, especially in, in, uh, in many countries. But, you know, you go to Mexico, you get 40,000, 50,000 people. You go to Indonesia, we get like over 10 million people watching the race live on TV every time. You go to places, you know, like London here, for example, but like Rome, you get huge crowds. So it's really getting awareness, uh, which wasn't easy in the beginning because people allow like, oh, these cars don't make noise. So on that sense, uh, it's, it's going really well. We got a lot of car manufacturers in. Some left, some came back in. Uh, there's a lot of you know movement in the grid, but you know it's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's incredible brands. We just got Maserati and McLaren to sign up for the championship next season. Um, yeah, so it's it's great, really. I, I I can't ask for more. Yeah, I mean, having companies like Maserati, having companies like McLaren, huge names in racing, that must be, I guess for you, given the trials and the tribulations of just getting this thing off the ground, having those names, those brands involved with you must be really vindicating for your idea. Very much. It's a, like a confirmation, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I, I mean, I never thought that McLaren, for example, would come into a championship like this, no? but, but they have, which is also a sign of how things are changing in general um, in the world who uh, have these companies. No? Some others have left, like Mercedes, for example, decided to stop. I call them, I'm very good friends with Toto Wolf, with the, the team principal of Mercedes, and I say, 
I told them that they're having the last uh, combustion party, you know, because <laughs> combustion is going to be banned, you know, so it's a finish. Combustion is going to finish, it's going to be banned in 2030 and 2035. Yeah. And giving the example is like, imagine you like wine and they tell you in 2030, you cannot drink more wine. Then you start drinking a lot of wine now. You know, that's, <laughs> what that's what they're doing. I think that they're racing as much as they can with gasoline until they cannot race anymore with gasoline and then they will come back. Yeah, I, I, I guess when that comes in, you know, various countries over the world are doing this, that's going to be, it's, it's a good thing for Formula E, isn't it? <laughs> of course, because we are not going to be banned. <laughs> <laughs> so we're fine. I mean, the, the European Union is also, has just announced, a, uh, the European Parliament has announced, let's see what happens with the Council, the final decision, but that they want to ban also on synthetic fuels and on e-fuels. So all kind of combustion, basically, is you know, one way or another going to be going to be banned. So yeah, I think electric hydrogen that's the way for the future. That was Alejandro again. If you're interested in electric vehicles and how they could shape the future, check out the Evening Standards Plug It In campaign, where you can find out how EVs are shaping the future and guides on which one might be best for you. Search Evening Standard, plug it in. How to be a CEO is available every Monday morning. Let's catch up then. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.